Do you love movies? Do you love TV? Do you love when people give their opinions about your favorite movies and TV shows? Then you'll love Nady and Katie and the movies. How are you doing, by the way? I'm good. How are you? You're like, oh, yeah, thanks for actually caring about how I am. Yeah. Sorry, I'm all over the place. That's okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Nady and Katie at the Movies. I am your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Nady, of course. And with me, as always, on this journey of movies and TV is Katie. Hi, Katie. Good afternoon. Um, I'm actually drinking a tiny, tiny glass of champagne. You want to know why? Why? Because it's Labor Day, so I'm celebrating. And also, I just finished a big weekend retreat. So I'm. it's a toast to myself. Congratulations. Why, thank you. And somehow, even with that, I managed to get our homework done. I, I finished it about, for those listening, I finished my homework about 10 minutes before the recording of this podcast. Well, at least you finished. I mean, I, I guess I could say that's dedication because, you, you know, you still made time to do it even though it was like almost last minute. But let's get right into our homework, which was back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episodes 11 through 18. Now, the last time we were with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we watched the beginning of this season. And correct me if I'm wrong, Katie, but you and I both weren't that excited about this season so far when it first started. I wasn't extremely anti the season, but it's by far not my favorite. I, I would agree with you. I do feel like it's back to that problem that you and I both have where it focuses on of all the characters in the show. It's focusing on the ones that I don't like as much. So like you barely hear from Colson, agent may who's like my favorite. She hardly has a big role. Mac does have a decent sized role in the season, but not so much with the episodes we just watched. He's kind of a back character again. Well, I'm actually surprised to hear you say that because I actually thoroughly enjoyed these episodes we watched a whole lot more than the beginning of this season. I think a lot more happened. And I guess it's like one of those scenarios where, you know, you have to go through the crap to get to the good stuff. And that's what this season has been so far is like the first couple episodes where I don't care about anything that's happening except the bad guy that they killed off really quickly. And then they start actually getting to really interesting stuff, these episodes. So without any further ado-do, Katie, would you like to give us our short but sweet synopsis of episodes 11 through 18? This is kind of out of order, but my favorite episode was when Fitz and Simmons get married, which I think everybody was just waiting and hoping would happen. So they get married. If I had to really briefly summarize it, Nathan, it would be, we're trying to keep the bad guys from getting the gravitonium, gravitonium, and we're also trying to figure out, can we change things now and affect the future? That's kind of the big running theme is, are, are any of the actions we currently do going to change the fact that in the future we saw the world ending? It, it looks like some of it might be able to be changed because when the Ruby girl got changed, because she does... Like you said, they get the gravitonium and she does change into like this super soldier-esque, but she kind of has a reaction to it. So she doesn't get the full amount 
of the gravitonium, but she still is able to like, you know, levitate and has super strength and can force push people kind of like Daisy does, but nobody cares about Daisy because it's all about Ruby right now. Then Yo-Yo comes in who now has Bionicle arms, which she's starting to get a reaction to as well. Some electrical things are happening. So you don't know if she's going to keep those arms. So maybe she still ends up armless later on. We'll see. But um, she comes in. Daisy's trying to calm Ruby down, which, again, I hate to move to Daisy real quick. But every time she says, I can handle this, she doesn't handle it. Case in point, when she goes and she gets the the future uh, medium kind of person who can see the future and tell the past and all this weird stuff, when they get the little girl version of this character, she doesn't want to talk to anybody. And then Daisy's like, turns to the mom and says, I think she'll talk to me. And so she'll go to her and she starts trying to talk to her. And guess what? She doesn't talk to her. So what does she do? She goes to the mom and says, man, she won't talk to anybody. <laughs> and that's what the mom just said. And then you think you can do everything <laughs> and you just can't. And so going back to the Ruby thing, the mom's like, you know, maybe I can calm her down. Daisy's like, yeah, maybe you can. And of course the mom can't. And Daisy can't. And so Daisy's like, I almost had her. And then Yo-Yo comes in and does like super speed and slits Ruby's throat. Spoiler alert. I wasn't as upset about how quickly they killed her character off as I was about Caiaphas because I think they could have done more with Caiaphas. But but do they really kill off Ruby? Because after she gets her throat slit, she still levitates and emits this powerful blast, which you don't know. Hmm, what's all that about? I guess we'll see in later episodes. I feel like we probably need to get right into our thoughts of these, this, not the season, just these episodes of the season. Um, and I would, I think we could both agree Daisy still is so annoying. And for those who, if you have listened to it or, or watched already, you would know Daisy, they've been kind of prepping her in all these episodes to be like the new Colson leader. And then these episodes, she, Truly, she has art. She has become now the Colson replacement. Like she, Colson, Philip Colson leaves her in charge, and it's funny. I'm sure Nathan notices too. The characters in the TV show even comment on how bad of a leader she is. So you're like, you're not quite sure what the directors are doing here. Like, do they want us to be on her side or not? Like, I don't feel like they're doing a good job as writers to convince me to like Daisy, but I don't know if they want me to. Because, again, some of those characters seem to also not like her. So I don't know where they're going with this. Do they want me to like her or do they not? I think they want you to like her. But they're doing a really bad job at, at having us like her. Because like you <laughs> said, every character is like, wow, she's being a real jerk right now. Wow, who does she think she is? She just got put in charge. But May's the only one who seems to be like, yeah, I think I, yeah. I'm like, no, May, no. Everyone else even, hates even her. She, says, she tells Coulson, she's like, mm, she's not ready. Philip Coulson is the only one who truly thinks she's ready to be a leader, which is surprising because he seems like he's the wise old man. Yeah, I don't get I don't get why he thinks that she she's ready. And we also forgot to say that that he finally tells everyone that he's dying. And so everyone freaks out about that, of course, because now 
Daisy's like, he's our leader and we have to save him. And May's like, yeah, I love him because, you know, they kind of have a thing. And so there's still that. Are they going to let him die? Or are they going to do everything they can to have him live? Because the future Yo-Yo said that everything starts to happen because they don't let him die. They keep him alive. So question, Nathan, in your opinion, do you think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could continue on without Coulson? Well, the fact that we know that it goes on for two more seasons, I think it can for at least two more seasons. But I don't think he, like, I think, actually, I've heard that he does die, quotes, but obviously it probably isn't going to stay that way because he's Agent Coulson. And like you said before, like somebody even said it in the episode, they said, man, you die more than anybody I know. Well, and like you said before, this whole show was built on the premise of Agent Coulson coming back from the dead after his, you know, traumatizing death in the Avengers. And, and he was a, he was a fan favorite. He was in every, you know, little short that they did. And almost in every film that they did leading up to the Avengers, he was in, in some sort of fashion. So to have this show built on this character, basically, and then just kill him off for the last two seasons. Mm, yeah, I don't see that happening. I mean, he okay. may die, but he'll come back. I, I agree with you. I think I, I personally believe you cannot have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show, without Agent Coulson. I think he is the show. It's, it's similar to um, Grey's Anatomy with Meredith Grey. Like, when that actor or actress is done then the show is over. I don't, I feel like it, it's not a show without those people. Wait, Grey's Anatomy is still on. <laughs> Surprisingly. Yes. And I watch it out of obligation. Um, okay. So we know, we know what you don't like so far. So let's go to critiques. You don't like that Daisy is supposedly thrust into this leadership position. What about from a script writing standpoint, plot standpoint, acting? Did you like um, the fact that they brought in some old characters? We've got some of the, bad guys we saw previously come back. I like what they did. I was surprised that they did it in the way that they did it. I liked that Evil Fitz shows up. I was surprised that they made it into an illusion. Like they brought back his his brain trauma that he had gotten when they, you know, him and Simmons uh, got tossed into the ocean by Ward. So they kind of brought that back. I was surprised that they did because they hadn't mentioned it in like a really, really long time. I thought he legitimately came back somehow, like, because that's what the show can do. It can bring back people randomly in weird ways. So when he started hearing the voice of the doctor version of Fitz, I thought it was really the doctor. That was the big twist I was telling Katie about when I, after I watched this episode, I was like, oh, big twist. And I didn't say what it was, but the big twist was that evil Fitz came back. But then the next episode, they explain that he didn't really come back. It was actually Fitz just having a break in reality again because of his brain trauma. So what did you think of that, Katie, when they revealed that it wasn't the evil Fitz, but it was actually still Fitz? I feel like it was tough because if you watch these episodes, you notice that. So what ends up happening is Fitz is having this inner dialogue of you know good fits bad fits and he ends up doing something really bad but as himself like he 
basically acknowledges, no, 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 this is not evil fits. This is actual fits. And I'm still choosing to do something which the team is going to disagree with and which is maybe harmful. You know, he like rips the thing out of Daisy that stops her powers. And she's very upset about that because she's afraid she's going to destroy the world. So although they tried in the show to make you think like, oh, he did something that the team wouldn't agree with, but for a good reason, I, I feel like real Fitz would never have done, like even if he felt like it was the good thing to do, I feel like that was out of character. I don't think that he would have done something that hard just because he knew it was the hard thing that had to be done. But if they're trying to go with the idea of like Jekyll and Hyde, like if they're trying to develop his character to be like, good fits, bad fits, and it's all in one body, then I, I could support that. But as a hopeless romantic, of course, I just feel for him and Simmons. I just, I don't want anything to come between them. And I really did like, if I had to give it a positive for this episode, I really liked, I thought it was very precious that they got married and that they stuck together. And I thought it was really sweet that they kind of allude to the fact that they are going to succeed and they're going to survive because there's proof that they have a grandson. Which it's funny because Deke, the grandson, and Fitz don't get along very well. So he's kind of like starts acting like a grandpa. So I, I, I kind of think that's interesting, though, because they're trying to change the future. But they don't want to change it so much because if they change the future too much, they may not have a grandson and Yo-Yo may not live. So it's like they have to balance this. How much of the future do we want to keep the same and how much of the future do we want to change? And I think that's kind of well, I think that's kind of like why Fitz does what he does, because he he knows that the future is inevitable, like what happens is inevitable. So while, yes, the team doesn't agree with him. I mean, I did think it was weird that that was the way they went is that they brought back, you know, this evil side of Fitz, which, again, like you said, is kind of out of character for him. But I think that was the only way that the, I guess the writers thought that it, they could make sense of him trying to keep the future from ha- like still happening. Yeah. And I, I'm because I'm assuming that's what he was. That's what his reasoning was. He was like, this has to happen because if it right. doesn't, then everything else is goes to poo. It goes back to my thought, too, of like, if you're Deke, Deke is a guy that's from the future. If you're deep, then aren't you a little concerned? Like you might almost not want things to change because your existence may not. like in my mind, if I'm deep, I'd be worried because if things change, my existence may not happen. Right? I mean, so so in my mind, if you're a future person, you you wouldn't want to mess with the present time. Um, but it'll I'm interested to see my last thoughts on it. I'm interested to see. How, where they go with this, if they're going to have success in changing the future or not. Obviously, we know from both of us watching Marvel movies after this chronologically that the world does not end. So something makes the world not end. But I am curious if they're um, what they're going to do to change. I'm also not quite sure from a very, I don't know if it's scientific standpoint, if we're talking about time travel or if we're talking about the multiverse because in my mind i thought those were maybe two different ideas um that there's different universes or the multiverse how does that exactly line up with time travel so like are we creating an alternate universe by doing these things 
it's kind of hard to understand the blend. So are we in an alternate reality or are we just time traveling or both? I think it's both because it, when you when we watch the, the series Loki, they kind of go inside this kind of like the same thing where they have to go to a certain point in time where everyone in the in the vicinity of where they are dies. And if they do that, then the TVA, who's this organization that goes and basically arrest people from changing timelines and stuff. So if they go to to a place where everyone dies, the TVA can't really get them because it's assumed that they would have died as well. So that sounds really, really complicated. But basically, the answer is that, yes, they're doing they're doing both. They're time traveling, but then they're also could be, you know, starting a brand new timeline, which doesn't really matter anymore, Katie, because you know, didn't you know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't canon? So we're basically just wasting our time watching this show now, but it's still really good. I seriously think that eventually, because I've heard rumors, again, rumors, that certain characters from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show are going to show up in future Marvel, like Disney Plus shows. So I think it's slowly but surely going to be revealed that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon and should be canon because it's I, I still think it's a good show. I know you said a friend of yours said that after what the third or fourth season that it kind of goes downhill. I'm I'm enjoying it still, even though the first couple of episodes were kind of poo. But these next episodes that we just watched, I think made up for it for me anyway, because I was actually wanting to know what happened next. And I'm like, oh, evil fits. And then I was like, oh, it's just fits. But it, OK, I'll still watch. I, I still enjoyed it very much. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. And I thought it was fun. They, um, they have this thing happen where there's this, like, all of these, what are those rocks called? Anyways, there's some kind of portal that's opened to basically everyone's fear enters the world. And I thought that was kind of a clever thing, a way to like an ode to the previous seasons where they just keep bringing back the bad guys or the things that each person fears. Um, and I, of course, I'm still, I think my favorite are still Fitz and Simmons, but, and I would agree with you. This is still my favorite show so far out of all the shows that we watch and rather than movies, this is definitely the one that entertains me the most, but Agent May uh, is my favorite character. And I don't know if maybe the actress just took a back role or like she kind of didn't want to be as involved, but it's still willing to be on the show. But it's very obvious to me, at least that, she has taken a huge back step from being a lead role. And, and that's kind of a bummer to me. Like I, I feel like she was one of the characters I really, really liked. And I don't feel like they're developing her character at all. They're doing a really half-hearted job of having a romantic thing with her and um, Coulson. One fun thing is that she does tell Coulson she loves him um, in these episodes. But again, they don't even develop that really. They just mention it and then move on. So I'm kind of bummed out by that. I don't, I think Yo-Yo's fine, but I don't feel like she's the character that I want to follow the most. Daisy, same thing. Um, so I really just wish that Agent May was a bigger presence. That's my big qualm. I'm excited to see what happens next. And I'm ready to rank them because I'm curious how high you'll rank this one since you seem to like this one. One quick thing though. Aren't you surprised that when they started showing like what people fear and stuff that they didn't bring back the character Ward. 
Yes, this was the perfect time to bring back Ward. What were they thinking? I mean, they did bring like octopus version of Ward, but they didn't yeah, bring Ward himself. Hi. But anyway, so yeah, let's rank these episodes. Six Infinity Stones. I would give Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episodes 11 through 18, a solid five. I'll give it a five. Wow. I, I did I did That's like it a lot. Five. I did like it a lot. Okay, I, I can't agree with you, but... I believe that I will move my Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5 up from a 3 to a 4. Okay. Um, for similar reasons. I do agree with you. It's it's still entertaining by far. Great acting. Entertaining. Script's still pretty good. But, again, I don't like the, the, the characters they've chosen to highlight during this time. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they they've kind of pushed certain characters up. And again, the, some of the characters that, that they've pushed up in the forefront are characters that I really like, like Mac and Fitz and Simmons. You know, those characters are awesome. And then, you know, Daisy's still in the forefront. And and, the and show's supposed to be about Coulson. That's what I was just about to say. I feel like Coulson has really taken a backseat. Like, it used to be he was a central feature. He was the one that, like, no matter what was going on, he was the voice of reason. Now they're almost making him like the bumbling idiot. Like it's just like they don't trust him. They don't agree with his choices. Everything's everyone's questioning him all the time. I feel like he's he's definitely taken a step down from the hero he was in the beginning. It's probably because they're about to kill him off. But anyway, let's go to our next homework. Yeah, what's our homework? Yeah, let's go to our next homework assignment. And it is a show that I'm not sure exactly how it ties into the universe at all, because I've never, ever, ever, ever watched it. Like, at least the other shows I've knew something about, I know nothing about our homework this week, which is going to be Cloak and Dagger, which was a, I think, short-lived. I think it only lasted two seasons, and it was on uh, Freeform, formerly known as ABC Family Channel, and it can be found on Hulu. I believe, and you could probably find it on Amazon, but you probably have to buy it. So that's what we're going to watch. We're going to actually watch the first two seasons, because if you're going to, according to our list, it's basically back to back first season, second season, and then that's it. This show didn't last more than two seasons. So we'll see why in uh, this week's homework. So I'm excited because, again, I've never watched the show. I know nothing about it. Uh, actually, I know I know something about it, that it's about two characters who have powers, but their powers complement each other. So they get, they basically need each other to implement their powers. So it's kind of like a there's a relationship going on. I'm excited. Basically, this is about Nadine and Katie is what I'm hearing. I'm excited, like you said, because I've never seen it as well. So it should be it'll be fun to have a no preconceived notions. I don't know anything about it at all. So I don't have to worry about the the previous reviews of someone else or preconceived notions. It'll just be completely fresh opinion. And if you're not able to get it on Hulu, folks, or watch it, that's okay. We'll give you a little brief synopsis. And then based on our podcast, you can decide if it's worth watching or not. And so, yes, that is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episodes 11 through 18. And again, our homework coming up is cloak and dagger seasons one and two so thank you for listening everybody you guys are awesome and yes 
This episode is a day late, and I'm blaming Katie all the way. Always. Well, on that note, alrighty then. Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the Movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you wish for us to watch, you can contact us at nadyandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.